Welcome to Faith City Outreach, where your host, Marina Maria, reaches out to the world to discuss Christian topics and providing biblical solutions, as well as praying for the nations. Deuteronomy 31 verse 6 says, Be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid or terrified because of them. For the Lord your God goes with you. He will never leave you nor forsake you. The music in this broadcast is provided courtesy of Zapsplat.com. Now, here's your host, Marina Maria. Faith City Outreach. This is Marina Maria with today's special guest pastors from Dream City Church, White Mountains in Lakeside, Arizona. Pastor Sid is the campus pastor and Pastor Big L is the worship pastor and one of the associate pastors. Thank you both for being on Faith City Outreach to discuss Native or First Nations issues. Marina, thanks for having us on here. Uh, It's a pleasure for myself and Pastor Big Al, my partner in crime, uh, to, uh, to be on this with you. And thanks for coming to visit our campus here and being in the beautiful White Mountains. It's our, it's our joy to be able to host you today. And or you make this available so yes. you can host us, I should say. And so uh, we're just honored. So thank you. Well, I'm honored too, because this topic is really deeply in my heart. And I know the Lord has put it in my heart to discuss First Nations. And um, I'm sure he has his reasons. And so I just want to ask both of you, um, what, or please describe your work with the natives now and how is it impacting their lives? That's a great question. I'm going to let my, I'm going to let Pastor Big Al go first and partly what, brother, what you and your family, um, why you were led up here. I think that, I think people need to hear that. Yeah. And it's basically that question is like Pastor Sid said, I, uh, my biggest thing is the relationship development and that's why it led me up here my my wife is native american and uh what changed my life in the world in in the cities and i told her we got to go up to the reservation and share what you what god has used you to transform somebody like me so out of here we be just the, that that relationship has built now things are starting to happen now a lot of people feel or kind of like scared of those area because it takes time to build relationship because impacts doesn't show up unless you build relationship because that's when you the real work starting to come in and say hey brother you got to stop drinking you got to stop doing drugs you got to stop doing this and help them in a way because of our relationship we're able to we're able to talk to them instead of like some some dude just show up mm-hmm. from the valley and it's just show up from somewhere in the world and then they're like who is this guy but because we build the relationship, we're able to say, brother, we not only we know their name, they know us as well. Wow. And is your wife also helping in this process too? My wife and my kids, my six kids. And uh, we all go to the reservation. It's the same thing. Family is another biggest thing. Marriage is a, one of the biggest drop in reservation. And for us, it's like, it's very important for us to share not only just a father or, a, or you know, a pastor showing or talking about why we do what we do. They also see the wife, the mother, and the kids follow and serving all in one, you know, in just one mission. And that's been an, another biggest impact because there are people come to me goes, I just love the way your kids serving alongside with your wife and you. So it's huge. And what a stronger impact that makes because they see the whole family unified. Yes. And if you see any families that are not unified within the reservation or within right. the native community, right. they see you guys and you become a good model for yes. them. Amen. It is true. 
Yeah, that's great. Um, I really appreciate Al and the work that he's done. Him and his family actually were leading a Native American Leadership Center up here for for a season of time, and um, they've now transitioned to be part of our campus here. And so, um, I think right now for both of us, Marina, we just we we serve out of the pastoral role of our campus and mm -hmm. and so it probably is more in forms of outreach and ministry opportunities to our native peoples and our neighbors there for instance this weekend on sunday yes uh we were invited we're honored to minister at the white river assembly of god church where pastor marty paxton's at on sunday evening uh we'll be taking our worship team down and and i'll, I'll have an opportunity to be able to minister to to the people down there and so um, in this season that we're in, um, we, we definitely, we, uh, we have a heart for our native peoples. Um, and so, uh, and many times it comes in, in places of how can we serve them uh, during this COVID season. It was right at the, I guess, beginning of the peak season, right at yep. the late springtime, we were able to go to Carrizo, which is about 20 minutes from here, mm -hmm. uh, from, from town. And it's a, um, a smaller part of the White Mountain Apache Reservation mm -hmm. in conjunction with White River. Right. And we were able to get um, pallets and pallets of bottles of water that we were able to donate to the community because they don't have um, they don't have viable good running water. Mm -hmm. And so that was one way that we were able to serve. So I think how we how we do that now. Um, just as the Lord leads, but if there's a if there's a practical way that we can fill a need, that's that's what we're always looking for. And Pastor Sid, there's something that I've also noticed about you since I've met you, and that is that you partner with other churches. Mm -hmm. I don't see that very often, mm -hmm. and so that is such a big. Let's say um, it's it's so important to see pastors yes. in the community to partner with other mm -hmm. churches. Yeah. So thank you so mm -hmm. much for doing that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. We all have a part to add. Yes. And um, rather than compete with each other, let's complement each other. Yeah. Exactly. What are some social or historical contributions from the First Nations that many people don't even know about? Mm. Boy, that's good. That's a good question. That's a great question. I, I think. If you look at the historical side of the native peoples, the First Nations, as they, um, you know, there was a lot. Of, there were storytellers, and they were able to hand down their traditions and their stories to the generation mm -hmm. and the next generation. Mm -hmm. And you still see that happening now. Mm -hmm. um, things change, but you still see that happening now. And I think, um, in in, I think for First Nations people. We can look at them as an example of how to hand off to the next generation. When you look at the 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 troubles and the challenges that we're in right now as uh, as United States, uh, I think a lot of it can be boiled down to things have not been properly handed off to the next generation. Whether it's godly values or principles or um, here are the important things in life, and mm -hmm. I'm not pointing a finger at anyone, mm -hmm. but I just think as a whole. We haven't done that, but you've seen throughout generations and generations now, uh, whether you're whether it's bad or indifferent or w whether you agree with it or not, is that our First Nations people have always had a value of setting up and handing off to the next generation. And I think that's something that they that we can learn from them. Yep. That's Absolutely. something that in this time, um, there you know that's something that we can lean into them and say. Um, that's an area of growth in our lives. Amen. So. Amen. 
What has been the relationship between the church and First Nations? But it's another good question. Um, if I if I had to say it, I would say hit and miss. Um, I think uh, I'll take it from a broader standpoint, and then I'll, I'll bring it in more local for us. Um, the stats of last I heard in the last few few years was that um, only about four percent of those that are Native American mm-hmm. in our country uh, would claim to be Christian, and mm-hmm. so there's work to be done. Mm-hmm. And what that not that not that there hasn't been great hands and, and people mm-hmm. and missionaries mm-hmm. and people that have forged ahead of us. So not that that hasn't been done, uh, but there's still a lot of work to be done. But it also tells me that um, there has been maybe a lack of of intentionality of reaching out to our First Nations from mm-hmm. a church pastoral standpoint. If only four percent or less claim to know who Jesus is. Um, there seems like I'm, I'm a real practical guy, Marina, yeah. um, but it would seem like there, there's been a lot of missed opportunities yeah. to yeah. engage in relationship and conversation with our First Nations people. So that would be my response. Yep. Same here. It's a, it's, it's a, it's one thing. I mean, four percent. That's it's. I mean, it's a. We could almost say like number doesn't matter, but it does matter when it mm-hmm. comes to impact. Right. Mm-hmm. And like Pastor said, says it's almost like it is a hit and miss because it's either we get it or we haven't got it yet. Mm-hmm. When it comes to our our part as Christians, you know, I mean, the church versus our First Nation people. So meaning that we got a lot of work to do still. So don't quit now. Don't slow down. Mm-hmm. Don't say, hey, let's go back to the drawing board. It's more of like no. Keep going. Keep going, meaning like build the relationship, learn the culture. And that's another thing. I feel that the reason why I, pass, I agree with Pastor C with the miss, uh, hit and miss is because I think we're trying to go in and try to give them this. I get it. We have, this is the good, the Bible is good, the church is good. But I think we need to learn them first and build the relationship to where, mm-hmm. what can we do to give the gospel and let them be the one impact, let them be the one transforming. Mm-hmm. Not us trying to tell them, hey, this is how you get impact. Because they'll see us, They rather, to me, people of culture, like First Nation, I think they'd rather see action than mostly words. So, mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. And just talking to them, getting to know them. And maybe not just going at them and witnessing to them right away, but showing the love of Christ right yeah. away. Because mm-hmm. some may not be open to yeah. listening to the gospel right away. Yeah. I mean, of course, the Holy Spirit will tell you yes. and guide you, sure. and some will. Yeah. So it really depends on the Holy Spirit mm-hmm. um, leading you. Yeah, so, yeah. what would you say that is the what is the relationship between the community and First Nations, and not just the church? I just mean the community at large. Well, it goes back to it's kind of like similar to the what we just talked about uh, the church. It's still like even the community. It, it, when you, if you're not a First Nation uh, background, you shouldn't just walk in and try to say, "Hey, you're supposed to go that, not right." You know. Instead, you're supposed to build that community. I mean, build that relationship to where they accept you and just you know be a part of that. And they're like, mm-hmm. they're gonna ask the question like, "Why do you do what you do?" Mm-hmm. That's when you can minister to them because now they now they know like, "Oh, we can trust Pastor Sid. We can tr- we can trust Pastor Bigel." Instead of like, what well, these two knuckleheads just showed up and try to, you know, throw us this book that we don't understand. 
And to me, that's where a lot of issues are kind of like, and not just the First Nation, like you said earlier, other culture, other country too, because I think we try to rush things. You know, there are times that we try to come into a community and goes repent, and they were like, what is that? You know, but when you share, mm -hmm. when you build the relationship, mm -hmm. you're like, such and such got just repent. Why? Well, he heard from you, and then they heard your story. Whether us, our families, our wives, our kids, and our community comes in, either like cleaning the, the neighborhood or what, what Pastor Sarah was saying earlier, we went to Cariso and just simply just hand out water. We didn't ask nothing in return. Mm -hmm. It is only then they said, they didn't come here to get anything from us, like a dollar for a bottle or whatever. And they didn't even preach it to us. They used to say, hey, bless you. We love you guys. We're here to support you guys. That's a really good story. I heard a story from a, um, a pastor who gave a story about another pastor who was always outside of a mosque mm -hmm. and who just gave water yep. and something else. I'm not sure what he was mm -hmm. giving. And I'm not sure for a period of time he was doing this. Mm -hmm. And he wasn't even, you know, talking about the gospel yet, mm -hmm. but he was just giving them water yeah. and some something else. And after a time, one of the uh, people in the, in the mosque, yeah. a Muslim, was interested in going into the uh, a Christian church and asked the pastor and was converted Amen. and was led to Christ. Amen. So it's so true what you just said. It's very impactful. Do you see schools, um, do you see not just schools, but even other organizations or businesses or even just, let's just say schools, doing outreach to First Nations? I believe so because the education is very, it's another thing that we lack in our precious reservation is this, it's almost like um, the worldview is like big buildings and big everything and it's there, big gym, but none of that work mm -hmm. unless the educated part is, is being in place, meaning that the relationship, not, remember sometimes uh, people might not, the, the, not just First Nation, but people might not accept churches or any Christian. But what if they're hanging out at the cafeteria or at the game, and next thing you know, they became best friend, two mm -hmm. girls, and now their parents are talking. One is not a believer, the other one, and go back to what you just said about this gentleman stand, standing outside in a Muslim mosque and just simply hanging, handing out water. Same thing, what if they, they're sitting in the cafeteria, somebody belittle this person, and then another child, another student say, hey, don't do that to them, please. Mm -hmm. But because they're Christian, they didn't raise their voice or argue. Instead, they just kind of be kind and help them out. Now this person, a non-believer, goes, hey, thank you. You didn't have to do that, but you did it anyways. Mm -hmm. So now this is a relationship building and starting. So I truly believe, I think the more, the more that we come in, not just churches, I think the more of the community development or the community outreach is, is, is actually, it's more powerful than just one person or one church doing all the work. Yeah, Maria, there, there are some um, churches or uh, entities up here that are uh, developing right relationship with the First mm -hmm. Nations people. And so we're all for that. Mm -hmm. And I think that really is the key, mm -hmm. is, is how, how can we develop relationship and have conversation? Um, but it's a, you know, I believe we're, we're, we're kind of battling a, a dilemma that's greater, that's, that's at a broader scale. Not mm -hmm. that it's greater than us, yeah. but it's a broader scale. We look, look at nationally. <laughs> The challenges we're having as a country socially, yes. Yes. Um, and um, you know, I, I may get a little on a little rabbit trail here, but Scripture even says that you know mm -hmm. that nation will rise against nation, and That's even right. within our nation, we're yep. seeing 
uh, ethnicities against ethnicities and so forth. So there is a, I think as humans, we have this natural slant for us versus them. Mm -hmm. And as the church, we're always trying to break through that culture and be counterculture mm -hmm. and bring in God's kingdom of, it's not us versus them, it's all mm -hmm. of us together. Mm -hmm. And so it is always um, encouraging when we see other uh, body believers up here, other entities that are making legitimate efforts. And so we applaud them. We, mm -hmm. we, we, uh, we always cheer them on any way that we can. And so uh, when we see that, it's great, but they're definitely going back to the 4% number. Mm -hmm. um, not that it's just on one group or entity, but there's uh, definitely uh, a lot of work still to be done. What are the uh, churches doing to help with First Nation issues? I know you're doing outreach, but and I know you have partnerships with other churches, but from what you know, what are other churches uh, doing to to help and just create a relationship with First Nations? Yeah, there's, um, I, I think I can speak to a few entities. One is, there's an actual, there's a church down, like say locally for us, down in mm -hmm. White River, which the Apache Reservation mm -hmm. is, Technically, the border of it is only five minutes away mm -hmm. from our church here, but the actual to get to the town, mm -hmm. the main town there, it's about a 40, 40 minute drive from here in Lakeside. Um, I know there are some people that partner with some churches down there. Mm -hmm. And in this COVID season, it's been really interesting. You know, our church is open in person. Are they only online? Um, but we know of some folks that go down there on a weekly basis to provide a place of worship for mm -hmm. the First Nations people down there. And so uh, we know of that. We know of not necessarily churches, but some non-church uh, operations. There's a school up here, mm -hmm. and there's an organization called Apache Youth Ministries that ministers to both the school and the Apache Youth yep. Ministries, ministers to sort of a junior high, high school audience of, of, of kids there. And so um, those are some of the local things that we have up here. Um, there is a, a church in Pine Top that um, I, I believe they've they've made some real headway in connecting and developing relationships with our First Nation folks. Um, and so I, I know there's some good operations in that regard. I would say it's at a very practical level of um, how can we serve you and, and how can we uh, bring hope to you during this difficult mm -hmm. season, so. Amen. Do you think this, during this COVID time that churches are reflecting on their relationships with the community and also having a greater desire than before to have partnerships with, you know, entities and with the churches. I think there's, I, I think there's some of that's developing. Uh, for instance, okay. myself and Al and a few other of our folks here at our campus, we had a uh, really sort of a, an outreach meeting yep. with another church yep. about two weeks ago. Okay. Uh, and they, they connected with us. They're doing a lot of things in the community and they wanted to know uh, what we were doing, how we can partner together. And so at the end of this month, um, we're having a, a harvest festival here on campus. So we're going to have a and uh, is this your first? Uh, it'll be your second one. Well, last year we had, we had about four to 500 people out here last year. And we wow. Having yep. that amount Great maybe times, times two. And uh, we'll have a trunk or treat and a hayride and a helicopter here and all sorts of stuff. <laughs> um, but we've invited that church because they have a, mm -hmm. a practical social service outreach program. And so yep. we've given them space in our tent to set up their booth. 
and we want them to come and, and, and just let people make them yeah. aware of what they offer. And if some people need help and, you know, learning how to write a resume or some even need a greater, greater help breaking addictions, they actually have a really good program. And so um, we've seen some churches do that. And I just, I just believe that's what needs to be happening. So, right. and they reached out to you. They reached out to us. Wow. Yeah, yeah they reached yeah. out to us. That's so. great to hear. And even we're even pastors. Pastor said is going out even farther because he knows we're neighborhood with 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 an Apache reservation. So therefore, mm -hmm. you know, he's challenging other churches, not just the local and the white balance, even like in the valley, any church. You know, work that that do program outreach program. You should come up here and and open a booth with us and just share with us while we're giving out free uh, free hot dogs and free uh, chili. Right. So I mean, and like Pastor said, we even have like the first responders. So something to help our natives and people. Because last last year we had a, a good percentage of uh, Native American that came through. So we're even challenging ourselves. We're hoping that we double the, the what what came through last year. So wow, that's great. The world may have forgotten about the First Nations, but God has not forgotten, as you know, about them. And we know that he loves them very much, just like he loves everyone else. What would be something that you would want to say to First Nation listeners about how God has not forgotten them? Mm. And if both of you can um, each, from one to two minutes, yeah. just speak from your heart. Wow. You too, Pastor Big Al. Well, Marina, thanks for that question. I, I think I would just reiterate your words. If I were to uh, be looking face to face with uh, one of my First Nation brothers or sisters, I would very simply start with that, that God has not forgotten you. He has not brought you and our people, your people to this point. I heard a great saying, God didn't bring you this far just to bring you this far. Mm -hmm. If he's brought you this far in his providence and his plan, because he does have a plan for you. He does have a purpose for yes, you. Yes. Um, and as long as you are still here, you're in God's hands. And so I, I would just, re I would very simply reiterate that because I believe that is part of the, at the core of it, that is the the challenge, and I, I, I'll sh I didn't share this, but um, I am part Native American. Mm. My wife is full-blooded White Mountain Apache, born and raised on this beautiful um, part of the state mm. on the White Mountains. And my parents were, um, and still are, um, it, the seasons has changed, but they're ministers on the Native American reservations. And my dad's Yaki, um, mm. uh, uh, Native American, my mom's St. Carlos Apache. And so I share this from a both an outsider, insider perspective of you're not forgotten. Uh, you are not forgotten. God has a purpose and a plan for you. And I believe the, the core of the root of the issue is that largely, um, largely the First Nations people, um, once again, I'm speaking as though I'm, I'm I'm the insider here and an outsider mm -hmm. is that the unspoken is that they have been forgotten mm -hmm. um, and that they have been lost in the mix of over the last couple hundred years and all that's unfolded here. But God's not forgotten you mm -hmm. and God has a plan for you. And that's what I would say. Yeah. It's a tough question because um, as Pastor Sid uh, share his heart and uh, I start to tear up because uh, I I came to this because of, uh, I, if I would say, this is what I always tell the Native Americans. If an island boy came all the way from the ocean in the middle of the Pacific, <laughs> to land it up in the middle of nowhere in the reservation, um, it should speak volume about how much God loves them. Mm -hmm. um, I had, I had a, I'm from Samoa, 
Uh, my wife is Native American. Before I met her, uh, I had a, a messed up life where it's either I'm gonna die or be in jail for life. But instead, he loves me so much that he's, he didn't send just somebody. He sent an American, a Native American, a First Nation woman to, to save me. Mm -hmm. And if I would say to our First Nation, it's, just, it's very simple. He loves you that much. Even a coconut head like me <laughs> will be here because uh, I was once that person who was forgotten. I felt I was forgotten mm -hmm. by yeah. the world, mm -hmm. but God loves me so much that he didn't and he sent a Native American. So for our people in the reservation, for our First Nation, just know that you know God is still here. And like Pastor said, said he didn't just bring us this far just to bring us this far. Mm. And it's two rascal like me and, and Pastor said, we just sit here, just young, crazy guys, love for Jesus, love for the ministry. That's because we love our people in the reservation as well. Yeah. So, yeah. Beautiful. God has revealed to many people. And when I say people, I mean the people that I uh, interview, pastors and some Christian leaders, including myself, that the Holy Spirit revivals will start by the First Nations. Mm -hmm. Has God put it in your heart also about this? Can you please share? Yeah, I think um, we know we need a revival. Mm -hmm. And um, I, I believe there's significance in that starting in the First Nations. Mm -hmm. and, and, I, and I know our Lord um, is a a God of, of providence of, of we know in scripture says that um, every tongue, every nation will bow, every tongue, every nation will um, will declare who he is. And um, going back to that stat of such a small percentage um, that would say they know who Jesus is, there definitely needs to be they're definitely there. Um, there's a need for revival mm -hmm. and uh, amongst our First Nations. And and so I am all for that. I pray for it. I hope for it. I believe in it. And however God wants to do that. Yeah. Uh, we have a lot of perspectives, even when you say the word revival, what that means and what that looks like. But it is a truly a coming to Jesus like the prodigal son and experiencing the grace of the Father's love. So. I'm glad you explained that because... I didn't mean like revivals as like putting up a tent and then yep. inviting speakers and just getting emotional about it mm, and then sure. nothing happens and yeah. nobody's changed. Right. Yeah. But I mean a revival where yeah. you come to Jesus. Life changes. And life changes. Yeah. Rebirth. Is yeah. Just like he did to us. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Well, I think to me, uh, like Pastor said, I also see it this way. The Holy Spirit not, might not put it in my heart the way most people or every because every, all of us get a different experience mm -hmm. but I truly believe revival is here now mm -hmm. but like you said not a tent not just some good music some good lighting some good message more than that life to life changing on top of that I just believe that revival for the First Nation they're the ones going to be also recommitting that we, we just reminding us again of what you know what revival is I truly believe my job is to go to the reservation, but not to stay in the reservation. Mm -hmm. I'm just there for the season, but they're going to continue that. Mm -hmm. And in the same time, they're going to, again, go back to our communities as well, not just the reservation, and bring revival. 
to our mm -hmm. communities because it's going to take all of us. It's going to take a whole world to mm -hmm. to bring revival to our even on our nation as well. So, mm. yeah. What are some recent testimonies that both of you can give um, from natives that you have met or that are at your church mm. here, or just something recent that you've heard a native? Well, I'll say. speak about our buddy Arvin. Yeah. So. Person knows about my relationship with Arvin. Arvin is Apache, and uh, he came to me uh, almost. Uh, well, I've known Arvin for almost five years, mm -hmm. but uh, he came to me about a, a year, a, a, little, a little over a year, to do a mentorship kind of thing. But I plugged in him to our church, and then uh, now, last week, it, it just melted me because after our midweek service, uh, he walked out of church on Wednesday night, and he says, "Hey." I just want to let you guys know, you and Pastor, for not giving up on me. Mm. A lot of things I do wrong sometimes, you, I don't like, or I get mad when you guys put me on a spot, call me out. But here's the thing, Big Al, you and Pastor Stitt never give up on me. Not only when you call me out, you always come back and hug me and say, hey, it's all going to be good. Don't worry about it. God is still in control. And now, he's one of our security here at our church. He found a job. He found a place to stay. Mm. He's taking care of himself. He's constantly coming in to volunteer at our church. To me, there's a lot of those, those, those testimonies. There's a lot of those experiences that I've had in my, in my life and going to the reservation. But that's my, one of my latest. And I felt, you know, this is what revival is, is all mm -hmm. about. Yeah, that's great. I got, I got one here. Okay, um, sure. During this, this COVID season, um, largely... Our reservation uh, churches um, have been on, uh, they've had to go either online or mm -hmm. digital and not being able to meet in person. Mm -hmm. And rightfully so. I know there's a lot of opinions on, on everything that's happening in our world and nation today. Mm -hmm. um, but our reservations have been definitely a lot more highly restrictive, even those that are non-members yeah. to go in. And uh, so they've had to really work with that in this season. And... Um, this was a few months ago as as we've been blessed to be able to um, still operate in person here at our campus and and we've taken a lot of um, safety measures to to do it in a in a in a, in a solid way uh, but my i didn't get a chance to actually uh, connect with the person but i there's someone that i knew came to visit us one sunday and i didn't have a chance to follow up from that moment um, but my wife told me that afterwards that he had posted on his uh, his Facebook that that morning, and it very simply said, "I need, I need to worship with people today. I need to be in a house, and I, my soul needs to be fed today." And he's a he's a young man that lives on the reservation. Wow. And uh, when she saw that, she didn't she didn't know that that meant he was going to come visit us that Sunday yes. morning. But he did, yeah. and he, he sat there and he was ministered to, and and I was so encouraged. One that we would, that we in this community could be a place where the doors are open, mm -hmm. and that our First Nation neighbors know that they can come, mm -hmm. be welcomed, experience God, mm -hmm. and and uh, experience life for their soul. Mm -hmm. And so, one that was just such an encouragement to us. Sure. Um, and but it was great just to hear that, to hear that uh, he was desperate. To be in a house of worship and it was our place that he came to attend to and so 
Um, and I think that's, that is obviously our hope in this time, mm-hmm. that in this season that we're in, and it's not just about our place, yeah. um, but that we, the churches on the mountain, would be a place of, of hope during the, this time that we're in. The community needs it. Mm-hmm. Everyone in the community needs that. That's so true. Yeah. What would you both say to encourage other pastors to partner with other churches? And not necessarily with you, but just start partnering with other churches. Because you're really doing it right now. Mm-hmm. But what would you say to them? I mean, it could just be a couple sentences. Mm-hmm. Anything. Um, I have met some pastors who are very, um, I don't want to say, well, let's say reluctant and maybe suspicious of working with other churches because of, I don't know, it could be competition. It could be that maybe one person or a church burned them out and something went wrong. So then they stopped partnering with churches. And I just want, I mean, I see you doing it in action what can you say to them to encourage them? Because one, I'm sure that you've overcome those struggles. One word. Yes. Jesus. The reason why I say that is something that Pastor Sid taught me. Uh, it was earlier this year we had some, you know, I'm, I guess I'm rough sometimes. And I used to say, you know, say things to people because I'm that person, not that person. So Pastor pulled me aside and said, brother, just because you can run a five mile, you can't expect the whole world to run five mile. What I mean by that is this. I think churches, pastors, ministry, do not waste our time to focus on, hey, what's your doctrine? What Bible do you read? What do you teach? What is the name of your church? Instead, put Jesus first, and then that's where we're supposed to go. We go and help other churches. We partner other churches. We don't try to compete or try to preach over them. Instead, is what he said earlier today. What can we do mm-hmm. to serve alongside with you? Because at the end of the day, there's only one God and one Savior, and His name is Jesus. Right. And we shouldn't be we shouldn't be trying to compete over that. And instead, love one another and Jesus. forgive one Amen. another. Amen. Amen. So, well, I'll use one word. I'll use two words. <laughs> <laughs> That's uh, start small. Yeah. Okay. And so if it's something you're reluctant on or you're not sure of, or the reality is um, maybe you've tried and you've been yeah. burned. We've all, we've all been there. Mm-hmm. We've, all, we've all had that experience one way or the other. So start small. Yep. Uh, where's a real practical way that you can start and start at that place? If yeah. it's, um, if, even if it's just, um, hey, let's get coffee today yeah. and let's just have a conversation and start small. Yeah. So that would be my encouragement. Um, it, it, especially good. in times like this, and I, mm-hmm. I keep on going back to this, but I believe it's so mm-hmm. central to what we're going through. Uh, we need to be, as a church and as pastors and leaders, we need to set the example That's right. of how to operate. Mm-hmm. And so if we're not even able to sit at a table together, um, don't expect the world to do it, but mm-hmm. maybe more importantly, mm-hmm. I don't know how much we're actually going to accomplish if we can't That's do right. that. So mm-hmm. start small. Um, look in your schedule, look and look at a very practical way of going, okay, let me see if I can make this happen. Let me see if I can, uh, let me, not let me see, but let me make it happen this way. And so that, that would be my encouragement to churches and pastors on the mountain or, or anywhere else. That's great. Is there anything that it is in your heart that we have not mentioned? 
that you have not mentioned that's in your heart that perhaps you want to just share with the listeners? I, I just think uh, uh, unity is something that is lacked in the ministries. It's just almost mm -hmm. like kind of go back to what Pastor Sid was saying, you know, um, baby step meaning like, you know, for me, it's like, don't try to rush things. Don't try to, you're not always going to get all the answers. If we're not united mm -hmm. to work together, you'll never get the answers. You know, because everybody tried to say, well, let's make it all perfect, but there's no such thing. You know, I think the only perfect person that was walking this earth was our Lord and Savior. So to us, we should just live our life according to live a Christ-like life. And that's unity is big on him. You know, we got to come together, one to love, one, love one another. And it's, it's, it's the biggest thing that he always reminded us. He even compressed the Ten Amendment just by those two words. You know, and for me, it's like... If we focus on and just stay united, don't worry about the details, just do it anyways. And as long as we're, it's in what God has given to us to, to be, to serve in our community. So unity is, to me, I, I'm big on unity. Look at our world right now. That's mm -hmm. not unity. We're fighting, we're arguing, we're, you know, everything is going on right now because there's no sustain. Right. And if there's not unity between the churches, yep. then... Yes. It's just two different buildings. It, well, then the world is inside the church. Okay. And we're operating the same way as the world. Amen. Right? Amen. So, and also, if there's not unity between the churches, then repentance must be, must, yeah. must happen. Yep. Must Amen. take place. Amen. Amen. Pastor Sid, do you have anything to share about that? You know, I, I would say it's it's so important we keep our eyes on Jesus yes. in this time. Sure. As it, it always has been, but we must keep our eyes on Jesus. But I, I just feel the Holy Spirit's leading me to John chapter 4. We see in that account where uh, Jesus has what's recorded as the um, the longest dialogue with a Samaritan woman at the well. Mm -hmm. And has that conversation uh, with, with this gal and speaks into her life. And there's a revival that takes place. She goes and tells the people in her community, you got to come see this guy. Because um, he knew everything about my life. And it says that Jesus and the disciples, they end up staying there a couple days. And more people came, came to the Lord. Um, and in John chapter 4, verse 35, it's recorded uh, that Jesus says, Do you, or don't you have a saying? It's still four months until harvest. Mm -hmm. I tell you, open your eyes. And you can't keep your eyes on Jesus if your eyes aren't open. Mm -hmm. We need to open our That's eyes. Right. Right. And as we begin to open our eyes, we'll see that and look at the fields. They are ripe for harvest. Amen. I just believe that as a church that we need to know that now's the time. Mm -hmm. the, the, the harvest is ripe, whether it's First Nations or a different nation or our neighbor mm -hmm. or community, wherever God has placed us, mm -hmm. the harvest is ripe. Yep. It's so important for us in these times that we're in, it's easy to kind of hide. It's easy to sort of put our head down or not want to see this, but we need to keep our eyes open. Scripture also tells us to watch and pray. Now, this is just my personal, uh, my personal interpretation of it, but let's be praying. Yep. Let's be doing that, but let's have our eyes open and see what God is doing. Where's God leading? Where's God directing us? So, um, Socially, politically, it may seem as though it is a difficult or dark time, um, but the harvest is is ready, mm. and and there will be a season. I don't know when or what this is going to look like. Where Scripture does, Jesus does say, "Night is coming," mm. where you won't be able to work. And so, I just want to I want to exhort and challenge the church to. Put your hands to the plow. Mm. Now's the time Amen. to work. Mm -hmm. Today is the day of salvation. Amen. And so for us, for myself and Al, 
we are so blessed and uh, just blessed beyond belief Amen. that part of what that looks like for us is reaching out to the First Nations. Yeah. But wherever you're at, wherever God mm -hmm. has placed you at, know that today's the day of mm -hmm. salvation. Open your eyes and know that the the harvest is ready mm -hmm. and it requires workers and it requires putting our hands to the plow. So I just, I just want to encourage the listeners. Yes, it's been challenging. Yes, it's been difficult. And we don't know what the next day is going to bring. That's right. uh, but today is the day of salvation. Mm -hmm. So open your eyes. Keep your eyes on Jesus. And let's, let's keep on working together, unified in heart and spirit. Amen. Amen. Thank you so much, both of you, Pastor Big Al and Pastor Sid, for being on Faith City Outreach to talk about First Nations and to just glorify the Lord and exalt Him in uh, talking about First Nations. Could one of you please end, or it could be both, whatever uh, for whatever is the Holy Spirit that's really touching your heart to pray for, and uh, end. Well, <laughs> All right, the big boss. Well, Mar Marina, thank you once again for allowing us this opportunity, yes. and, and thank you for taking the time. So yeah, let me let me just close in prayer and just as the Holy Spirit is leading us in this time. Yeah. Lord, we thank you. We thank you, thank God, you, for your grace and your mercy yes, and your goodness to us, yes. your faithfulness to us, and this opportunity that we had to, to share our hearts, to yes. share our insight and perspective. And it's it really is, honestly, it's just a, we're just speaking of your faithfulness to us. Yes, Lord. In all of this is the faithfulness and the journey. Yes. And Lord, I just pray continued blessings upon Faith City Outreach and Marina and all her endeavors. And as yes. she continues to connect with leaders and and and, and mountain movers and shakers, God, yes. around uh, the, the, the state of Arizona and beyond, God, that you would bless her and direct her. But yes. Lord, I pray for, for all the listeners right now, those that are yes. tuned in, those that are that are tuning in right now, God, that you would speak to them, you would lead them and direct yes. them. And the words we stated earlier stated again that they're not forgotten. Yes. God, you have a plan and you have a purpose for them. And and uh, Lord, it's it's uh, it's all in your providence. So yes. help us to keep our eyes on you, to trust you. And yes. uh, last but definitely not least, we just lift up our First Nations brothers and yes. sisters. And, and Lord, we continue to pray. Yes. For Lord, your move of the Holy Spirit, we continue yes. to pray that that they and many would come to the salvation, the grace of salvation, yes. the recognition that you are Jesus, you are the true King, the one way. And so yes. we lift up, we lift up our First Nations people. Yes, we pray for healing. We pray yes. for just a restoration yes. to take place. And as we yes. discussed in this time here, we pray for revival. Yes, a true turning and repentance yes. and coming to you. We declare this in your name, Jesus. Yes. And whatever our part is in God, we'll do yes. our part because we know you'll always do yours. Yes, we thank you for this, Jesus. We thank pray you. in your name. Amen. 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 Faith City Outreach can be heard daily, Monday through Friday at 4 p.m. Arizona time and 7 p.m. Eastern time. Faith City Outreach thanks Global Women Christian Chamber of Commerce Embassy and Four Winds Ministries for being supporters. Psalm 117, praise the Lord all you nations, extol him all you peoples, for great is his love toward us, and the faithfulness of the Lord endures forever. Praise the Lord. 
You have been listening to Faith City Outreach with Marina Maria as she interviews Christian pastors and leaders to discuss scriptures and topics affecting the Christian community and to pray for the nations. If you need to contact Marina Maria, please email her at fcoprogram at gmail.com. That email again is fcoprogram at gmail.com. Until next time, Marina wants to remind you from Matthew 6, 33, But seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. The music used in this broadcast is used courtesy of Zapswat.com.